Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Johnny from Faith Foundation International Church here in Midland, Texas. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited today to have another opportunity to share the Word of God with you. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Our God is so, so good and so, so big. And because He is, I pray that your life will continue to be blessed. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss a wide range of topics and to see what the Word of God and to discuss what the Word of God has to say concerning those topics. God dropped something on my heart two years ago, and it was the phrase, same word, different methods. I love that phrase because it means to me to go out and not be limited by surroundings and to talk the Word and to remember that our focus should always be the Word. Thanks again for joining me. Sit back, relax, and let's enter the Connect Room. Well, everybody, today I want to address a topic that's just been really bugging me and just eating away at me and just not giving me a lot of peace. Uh, and it's really due to all the things I'm seeing and hearing on TV, the news, and what I'm re reading. And that's the topic of selflessness. In society today, we have forgotten that it's not all about me, myself, and I. And that was never the example that was given to us as believers, as, as people that have accepted Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. That was never the example that was given to us or that we're called to imitate. See, Jesus knew exactly what we'd be going through today. It's no surprise to him. He, he, he knew that, you know, he, would, he knew exactly what we'd be going through today. And because he knew exactly what we'd be going through today, he lived a life. Right? He lived a life that if we choose to imitate that life and model our lives after that life, it will prove that that life, what was good yesterday, will be good today and will be good forever. Amen. It's so good. And I just love how Jesus set that example for us, that, that selflessness life, that example that, man, if, if you make it about others more than you, your life will be blessed. Your life will be a lot less stress and a lot less, less about you. And if you make it a lot less about you, then there's a lot less to stress about. Amen. Glory be to God. See, I'm really talking about being selfless. When it comes to what we allow our driving force or why we do things. See, you, you really do see it, it all around when you look at people and what they're allowing and they're allowing their own self needs to really determine what they are, what they're saying, what they're typing, or even what they're promoting. See, we, and when I say we, I mean us as a people, us as believers, I and mean, everybody in this, in this world or in the country, this country per se. We've allowed our fears, our emotions, our anger, our divisiveness, and selfishness to replace caring and thinking of others. Not sure when that happened. But it, it's, it's more vivid and more alive today than, than any time I can remember. That we've really made it so much about me, myself, and I. And just the, the notion or the idea of caring and thinking for others more than our own feelings or our own thoughts and emotions is kind of becoming a strange way to look at things these days. And that's sad. And that's something we need to actively attack as believers. What do I mean by that? Look, I get it. There are bad things happening out there. Not making excuses for those people 
or, or, or who do, or who's doing them. I, I get it. I don't have blinders. I know there's bad things going on. I understand that that people are going to say and do things and scream them at the top of their lungs. But you see, that doesn't. We have to remember, no matter who's saying it or who's doing it, who's typing it or who's screaming it. Remember, we're not in 100% control of our circumstances or what others do, right? We're not in control of that and, and, and of our circumstances or what either other people say or do. But us, but we can 100% without a doubt control how we respond to those circumstances. I mean, are we going to respond with selfish responses, right? Or are we going to respond selflessness? Um, see, I, I want to def- I want to give you the definition of selflessness. It's being more concerned with the needs of others than with than with our own. It means to be devoted to others' welfare or interest and not one's own. See, and allowing all the things that we hate, fear, oppose to replace what the word says that believers are supposed to do. You see, when that happens, we've seen people we know, athletes we watch, politicians we follow. They've all done that. They have replaced the good of others with allowing their fears, hates, and needs to promote divisiveness. See, they've allowed that to replace the good of others, and and some of them without even knowing it. See, selfishness is is selfishness is what happens. Selfishness is what happens when we take our anger, fears, needs, and obsessions and make them our desire or our function in life, and we allow. We allow to, that to take, we, and we take that to the extreme and make those, make those angers, fear, needs, and obsessions and make them untouchable in our hearts, making them the most important thing in our lives. And see, when we do that, when we make them that big, we make them that all-encompassing thing that, that just fills our heart, it consumes us fully. It consumes our emotions, our words, our thoughts, our actions. It consumes us fully and and when something happens or someone sees things or someone speaks things differently that the things that consume us explode and me myself and I will be defended until the death because there is no other way to see it when you're consumed that way right it's just about what you're consumed by it's all about me myself and I and when you're consumed you're going to defend that until the death See, the reason this continues to hurt my heart is because there are Christians that have allowed themselves to live in such a way, to think in such a way, and to speak in such a way. Christians have allowed themselves to follow their personal needs, goals, fears, and obsessions before they follow anything else. And that, yes, that includes Jesus. You see, he made it clear that if any would follow him, they must deny themselves, which means giving up their lives. Right? And what does giving up their lives mean? Spiritually, symbolically, and even physically, if necessary. Let me make this clear. I'm not trying to sound or come off as some legalistic scholar or, or anything like that. But it's so vital that we live our lives on a daily basis, trying to live our lives for others. And every day, remove anything that is selfish or anything that does not allow us to live our lives accordingly. You see, that's what I'm saying when we deny ourselves. We take action that says no matter how badly I want to put my wants, my needs, and my feelings and fears first, I want his will for my life even I want his will for my life even more. 
You see, to die to self is to set aside what we want in this moment and focus instead on loving God with everything we've got and valuing others as highly as we value ourselves. You know, I love the way Matthew Matthew tells it, uh, in the, it the Jesus tells it in the book of Matthew. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, I, I, I just think about that, 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 that part, you shall love your Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That if we do that, I mean, that's, that's a big task, right? But it says love your God, not yourself. It says love your God with all your heart, your soul, and all your mind. Oh my gosh, that's so good because if we can do that, right? That's the first great commandment. If we can conquer that, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. See, as we develop selflessness, we no longer try to get our own way or try to get people to look up to us. We stop offering unasked for advice as if in self-importance we think we always know better than others. And we start putting others before our wants, before our thoughts, and before our needs and fears. See, this moves us away from self-centeredness and closer to becoming open-hearted followers of Christ. See, who cares deeply for others? That's what we should desire. That's what we should need for our lives, for becoming open-hearted followers of Jesus who care deeply for others the way Jesus cares deeply for us. See, it's much easier to pay attention to concerns, interests, and needs of people when our own interests no longer consume us. That's so good, right? When we're no longer battling to the death with it and we're so much more eager to help others because we're consumed, right? We're no longer consumed by our own interests, right? That's so good because we were created to be difference makers. We were created to be kingdom builders, life changers, and world overcomers. We are never alone. And to me, that's what I know that helps me be more selfless. I want you to know it's his power, it's his goodness, and it's his strength and might that sustains you, right? When you're getting tired, when you think you just can't give anymore, when you just you think you just can't put yourself behind anymore. See, it's his strength and might that sustains you, right? It's not the words or, or the, the thoughts and emotions of athletes or movie stars or politicians. It's God's goodness and strength and his might that sustains you. It's his extravagant love that he loves you with that set the example how selfless and without caution we are to love others. Allow him to continually lead you and protect you, sustain you and preserve you. Surrender your ambitions to him and allow him to take you on the road from glory to glory and to the abundant life. That sounds so good to me. Where do I sign up? See, the world tells us that we are we are God's handiwork, right? The Word tells us we are God's handiwork. That's so good. And that we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, right? We're created to do good works, which He prepared in us in advance for us to do. I think in today's society, I mean, there's even reverends on TV and superstars who forget that. That we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, not our not to promote our own feelings, emotions, fears, or divisions, but to do good to do good works, right? And the good works that He's prepared in us in advance for us to do. That means we have it in us. That means that we're called for us to do it. That means we need to start doing it. We're called to speak and to live to be uniters, not dividers. Speak life and not death. Defeat fear and not promote it. Walk in love and not embrace hate. Embrace, in, you know, embrace people instead of removing people, right? 
The book of Ephesians says it best. With all loneliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity. Oh, that's so good. See, we are way, see, we're way, together we're way more powerful for hate, racism, and anger, and fear to ever win. I'm going to say that again, right? Together we are way too powerful for hate, racism, anger, and fear to win. Amen. See, as believers, we have to remember and speak and proclaim that it is no longer about me, myself, and I. When it comes to my feelings, wants, needs, or desires, because it's not, it's not, it's no longer I who live, but my Jesus who is alive and well in me. Remember, it's about my Jesus, and he's alive and well in you. That's for somebody out there today who didn't know that. And because he is, I have a sound mind. I have a loving heart. I'm patient and kind, seeking only to love and promote others. I want to walk worthy of the calling to which I'm called. No corrupt words will proceed out of my mouth. Only will I speak edifying words and impart grace to those who hear me because my Jesus is who alive and is well in me. Right? I let all, I'll let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking to be put away with all malice and to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. See, as we as believers can remember and focus on my Jesus, right? Focus on the my Jesus who's alive and well in us and get a hold of that and determine day by day to get better and conquer each one of those. Then and only then can we rise up launch out and impact this country for God's glory. And the time is now. But you've got to remember, it's Jesus who is alive and well in you. Amen. And because he is, you have a sound mind, a loving heart. You're patient and kind, seeking only to love and promote others. Glory be to God. See, speaking anger, hate, oppression, and division constantly and allowing that to consume your thoughts and you and your mind is exhausting and burdensome. That's why those type of people, you don't ever see them smile, right? You don't ever see them laugh. They only do that when they're around the same type of people who have those same hate, oppression, and division inside of them. But when they're not around those people, they, they're like ducks out of water. See, the word tells us to come to him, all who are weary and burdened, and that he will give you rest. He is gentle and humble of heart. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. See, that's so good and so reassuring. I'm here to tell you today, it's never too late to change this world. All it takes is for each of us to love one another the way he loved us. I want to close this podcast about talking about this love, this type of love that he loves us with, so that we can love each other that way. So if you've never heard it before, if you've, if you've never heard the word agape, this is the love that I'm talking about. See, agape is the highest level of love known in this world. It's a divine love that gives and gives and gives, even if it's never responded to, thanked, or even ever acknowledged. It's a love that is not based on a response, but rather a decision to love you regardless of your response or your lack of response. I want to say that again to you because, man, it's, some people don't understand this is the love that when they see it in the Bible, when they see that Jesus is writing and talking about it and showing us how to love, this is the love that he, he that he's displaying for us and demonstrating for us. 
right? Agape is the highest level of love in this world. It's a divine love that gives and gives and gives, even if it's never responded to, thanked, or even acknowledged. It's a love that's not based on a response, but rather a decision to love you, regardless of your response or lack of response. See, this is the love that Jesus is talking about in the book of John when he commands us to love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. He loves us so much that he does not judge. He loves us so much that he does not condemn. He loves us so much that he does not label. He loves us so much that he puts us before him. Remember, not with our type of love, not with the type of love that we live with, but his agape type of love, the highest form of love known in this world. Amen. See, if we spend more time agapian, which I don't even know if that's a word, but for this podcast and for what I'm trying to get across to you, agapian is going to be a word. Amen. So you just you just put that in your vocabulary. A-G-A-P-I-N-G. Agapian. Right? See, if we spend more time agapian, then we have less time to judge. If we spend more time agapian, then we have less time to hate. If we have spend more time agapian, then we have less time to fear. If we spend more time agapian, then we don't notice the color of our skin. And if we spend more time agapian, then it's more time for others and less time for me, myself, and I. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a, a, a you know a light burden. That sounds to me of a stress stress free life. That sounds to me like a life more for others than myself. And I know I'll be blessed. Praise God. That sounds so good to me. Guys, I, I want to remind you, see, we're never called or meant to see each other or allow our worth to be determined by the color of our skin, the neighborhood we live in, or how much money we make, or, or our political views, or by our disagreements. But rather, be united and set free and attaining victory over Satan by the blood that was shed for all black lives, all brown lives, all white lives, all lives, period. See, we've got to remember what unites us is way more powerful than the person trying to divide us using whatever means necessary. So my challenge to you today is love a little harder today than you did yesterday. Show more patience today than you did yesterday. Help someone today more than you did yesterday. Listen more today than you did yesterday. Be understanding more today than you were yesterday. Forgive more today than you did yesterday. See, let's be better today than we were yesterday. See, together we can affect change more today than we did yesterday divided. Remember, there's more who's coming with us than what is coming against us. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We've got to remind Satan and put Satan on notice today that his time is up. His time of stealing, killing, destroying, and dividing is over. God's people are here and they're coming. And love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are coming with us. Amen. Can I get a whoop whoop? Can I get an amen? Shout out to my boy Bishop Strauss, man. It just, just gets me on fire when, when the word is dropped on me like this, because if we can get this and if we can accept it and allow it who we are and accept God's divine nature that's in us, then we can effectively change, affect change together we're stronger together than we'll ever be divided amen don't let anybody preach you division don't let anybody tell you that it's about one one race about another no we're stronger together because the blood shed was shed for all of us amen glory be to god 
Hallelujah. That's just so good, right? Together we're stronger. Let's make a stand today to choose to affect change, all right? The time for divisiveness, the time for hate, the time for anger, the time for fear, those days are gone. It's about Jesus today, Jesus tomorrow, and Jesus forever, amen, because he's alive and well inside of you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let me end it in prayer. Father God, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for this word that went forth. I pray that each and every person within the sound of my voice understands, has a new revelation, Father God, that Jesus is alive and well inside of them. And because he is, they can be more patient. They can be more kind. They can fear less. They can love more. They can agape in all day long. Let our purpose be agape in every day, all day, Father. Because agape is more power than hate, fear, and divisiveness. Lord, we thank you for just providing that way for us. We thank you for your son, Jesus, whose life we're called to imitate. That perfect life who loved others before himself. That perfect life who gave his life for others, Father. That perfect life who did went around nothing but healing and, and, and forgiving and uniting. So we thank you, Father. Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us with that 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 uncautious love, that extravagant love that you loved us with, Father, so that we can love others the same way. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, glory be to God. Man, I hope you've enjoyed this recent episode. I pray it moves in your life. I pray that your eyes have been opened and that your ears were were open and, and ready to receive a word and allow it to impact your life and to, to promote change and, and, and good change effectively amen that there's more that unites us than divides us and uh i continue to pray that it moves this word moves in your life and always always remember he loves you just the way you are right where you are and as always we love you and god loves you uh, before i sign off i want to take this opportunity to invite you to join our service in in-person service every sunday at 10 a.m uh, we're located at 1321 south good street it's some good stuff. There's a room full of loving people that are ready to love on you. Also, please join us every Wednesday at 7 p.m. We have our Facebook Live service. It's, again, every Wednesday at 7 p.m., and I'd love to see you. Uh, I'd love to see your icons and your, and your, and your emojis and whatnot. Uh, so please join us every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on Facebook. Also, too, uh, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. So, again, please take that opportunity and join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. Again, thank you so much for joining me in the Connect Room.